All right, welcome back to another episode of J Crypto, and let's get into the news. Okay, so we actually have a pretty exciting show today. So we have the virtual land bot mint. The land bots to me seem like not for the flippers, but for the people that want to uh, really develop. I don't even know how to say it. It's such a new concept, but basically buy land in Virtua and build out their metaverse empire, right? And there's there's plenty of my friends who would think that the metaverse is not going anywhere. And it's always tough to, you know, to be friends with uh, those guys, because obviously I think that it's going somewhere. It's just going to take some time and it's prefaced with so much nuances, Virtua is like a metaverse that really seems like it has a lot of potential to do things right. So if you were able to build out your metaverse empire, the land bots are a very important piece. I think that people that own a lot of land and want to engage in Virtua on a daily basis and harvest resources will not regret buying. But if you're a flipper and the market sentiment, you know, is what it is. And obviously Virtua, you know, it doesn't, it, Virtua has like a lot of different types of assets. So it's not really for the flippers in my opinion, but it's for the people that want to deepen their experience with Virtua. So we'll get into that. We'll be talking a little bit about VCs as well. A little bit more about VCs, uh, tweet from Riley. And then we'll be talking about, Pavia and their upcoming mint, as well as how Pavia really showcases that Car Cardano has one thing that goes unnoticed, which is some of the most talented creatives in the space, in the Web3 space. I don't know why it goes unnoticed, but maybe it's partly due because we had so many creatives flood in when Pavia opened up their standards so that way 3d builders could build alongside with them it could have also been because minting things on cardano was less expensive than ethereum for a long long time for whatever reason we have some of the most talented 3d asset builders in the web3 space and we're going to kind of demonstrate that so the first big thing I would recommend watching if you wanted to take your information further is this video with Ash and Parvez on the minor bots. The mint date was changed to uh, the 30th of November. So we'll be talking about that for the next couple of shows here as we get back into our rhythm. I was away for a bit in Dubai. So seeing Parvez and Ash on screen again is kind of fun after seeing them in person. However, what I will say is this, now that we're back in our regular rhythm, we'll try to get back to the updates, the, the weekly, daily updates, back to the grind of all these metaverse projects. It's a super exciting time, in my opinion, because we have the Pavia Real Event, we have Virtua Cribs that came out, and I beta tested them, I did a video about that, I'll show that again. Uh, we also have, of course, these land bots coming, and so much more is happening in this space. So a few notes about the land bots, if you don't watch the video, number one is they're all going to have the same primary utility, which is a 
great increase of resources. So you'll be able to, if you have a land bot, harvest more resources than if you don't. Now, no matter what type of land bot you have, whether it's a super rare one or a super like common one, it doesn't matter because the rate will be the same across the board. There will be some other meta <laughs> as Ash says, whatever, whatever that means, um, rarity traits that I, I thought it sounded cool, but it was just funny hearing him say that, that will uh, play into the rarity a bit. One trait that he mentioned is this sort of space of how many resources you can have in your, on your plot at one time before you have to claim the resources and do something with them, right? So it's almost like storage, it sounds like. That will be a trait that these different minor bots will actually be able to increase for your land. So it's pretty, it's getting kind of interesting. I don't think that we're gonna be able to fully discuss all the nuances until we see this drop and until we can really dig into all the traits on something like a JPEG store. Uh, another thing to mention, though, is that the mint will happen first, and then the people who have all seven Cardano Summon NFTs will be able to claim their minor bot, as promised. Uh, another thing to mention is that Ash talks about something I haven't heard him talk about, which is Prime Quests. So we're going to see things like a quest happen that basically will uh trigger an event in which your your bot selection you may have different types of bots that will be able to go and do things for that event we've heard them say the example of like a volcano exploding in the past and maybe being able to harvest some rare resource by sending out a certain type of bot the bots that i've heard mentioned are inventors scavengers miners uh scrappers and a few others it's gonna be interesting though this is a project that ash definitely seems like he's super passionate about and has stayed very close to and from what i've seen from ash his projects are the like the sickest in 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 look and feel and uh utility so i'm excited to just watch this kind of manifest itself We'd like to interrupt this program to bring you a official sponsor of the JCrypto YouTube channel. Today's sponsor is going to be Lido Nation for this quick segment here. Lido Nation is the stake pool to stake to if you don't currently have an SPO that you feel good about, that you trust, that you know. Lido Nation has come on to probably 12 or maybe even 14 different Twitter, Twitter spaces that I've personally held, has educated us on Cardano intricacies like no one else in the space. And they also do their part by contributing on the building side and on in terms of tooling and on the content creation and education side. One thing I really like about what, they, what they've done is they've gotten the Cardano Foundation delegation, which is only given the stake pools that are really making an impact on Cardano to stake the Lido. Go to their website, read up, or just find their ticker when searching your stake pool. And that's L-I-D-O. That's ticker L-I-D-O. Lido. Okay, moving forward, Riley from uh, ADAO says basically, 
I continue to maintain the view, not that VCs are bad, but rather that they are unnecessary. I do not think we need VC funding Cardano projects. <laughs> so I love this because it's hilarious because first of all, if you don't know, Riley is one of the best Plutus Haskell developers on the Cardano blockchain. So this doesn't go without a lot of respect. You know, he's probably a top 10 dev. Now, the thing is, when we see this, there's obviously a lot of people that are working extremely hard to educate VCs and bring VCs to Cardano. So to me, as like understanding both sides of the argument, I just have nothing else to say but laugh because it's kind of funny. I think um, he makes a very valid point. So let's try to articulate a point that I see in what he's making. It has already been shown that VCs do not ensure success. It has already been shown that a lack of VCs does not ensure failure. Okay, so unnecessary is the word here that I think people need to look at because when it comes to thinking that VCs are necessary, he's basically making a meta argument that like, no, they're not necessary for things to succeed because we've seen things succeed on Cardano. I guess I don't even like to say that because every this is going to take time to judge if something is truly successful. But we may see that things can be successful just from bootstrapping. I don't know if you remember, but Lending Pond was not VC funded at all. And it became one of the most used lending platforms for NFTs on Cardano. So yeah, there's things like that. There's success stories that we should be mindful of, in my opinion. And of course, I get his point though, 100%, because uh, the other thing too that I've noticed when I talk to VCs is like, I think what would be great is if we zoom forward a couple of years, right now, VCs have been promised a lot. You know, and they've gotten the short end of the stick. Let's be honest. There has probably never been a time since the dot-com bubble where VCs got destroyed like they have in crypto, man. Like, it's been rough for VCs. They don't have any consumer protection. So they tend to dump tokens when they need to. But sometimes that doesn't always save them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been times where the market has just crashed or there's been a tokenomic, like something needs to be pegged to something else, not mentioning any names. And all the VCs got friolated along with all the retail investors. So that does happen. So like what I'd love to see too is for VCs to become further educated on the tech and on blockchain. I don't know what this whole thing about, oh, it's not about the tech. Like, that's the stupidest thing, in my opinion, I've ever heard, because it's a it's not about the tech until something completely fails and everybody that invested into it gets destroyed along with the unworking tech. I mean, then, come on, it, guys, it's about the tech. Like, let's be honest here. It's about the freaking tech. These are technology products. They have to work. They have to be engineered really well. And they have to succeed for anybody that's investing into it to make any returns. It can't just be popular. What are we saying here? So it's been very funny to see that. But <clears throat> nonetheless, 
are VC firms steering away from Cardano? So essentially, <laughs> Paul Manuel made the news here. And basically, uh, I think better educated VCs can be a net positive impact on blockchain. I believe that. So like, that's another thing because not all VCs are bad is like what people are saying. And it's like, probably not any VCs are like, like what is bad? That's like subjective. What are we saying that they're evil? Are we saying that they just want to make money and they don't care about the health of an ecosystem? Yeah, maybe that's true for sure. But are they evil? I mean, we don't know. We don't know who they are as people. Nonetheless, it's like some VCs bring a lot of connections wherewithal right and and capital so there is kind of a double-edged sword but like educated vcs are the most optimal solution right now i don't think vcs are truly uh i think now they're going to focus on being more educated on what they're investing in i really do they're not just going to trust a founder from like you know a, a hot ethereum project telling them that Ethereum's going to, you know, take over the world or something. They're going to do their research and they're probably going to look more broad. A day back, Paul Manuel, the chief operating officer of a metaverse project, Pavia, took Twitter to claim that venture capital firms were distancing themselves away from Cardata. <laughs> so this was the tweet. I've had a number of conversations with VCs over the last few months. When we mentioned we are building on Cardano, they have winced and said, ew, no thanks. We may be in the business of risk, but not risk upon risk. Let that sink in. Come on, VCs, where are the trailblazers at? We had this other tweet saying, I guess they'd rather deploy capital into Luna and FTX, which was in response to Patrick saying, I literally received an, a mail from a VC yesterday writing, we will not be investing into startups related to Cardano. He said it's a big joke. Charles, you know, was the one who responded to this tweet saying, I guess they'd rather deploy capital into Luna and FTX. So, I mean, I kind of, at this point, man, <laughs> like VC's got the short end of the sick. Let's be honest here. In most cases, plus, a lot of VCs feel like they got the short end of the stick because they're still holding the bag. If you didn't know, they might have bought in tokens in the peak of the bull run and everything went down 98%. I know some people who've given some private capital, not like private in the way that a Series A is formed, not like traditionally private, but just like private capital into cryptocurrency projects before they launched. And their investment is down like 98%. They're like, what's going on? It's like, dude, I mean, like your, your buddy, the project that you, uh, you know, you probably got it at a time where like, it wasn't the wisest time to get in. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> on one hand, people from the community did not hold back from opening on how the ongoing tough days are also tiresome. It's also tiresome, Charles. It really is tough days for Cardano people with the market treating all crypto the same and as a risk asset. Then FTX, stay the course. One use case equals one use case. Keep building. So the thing is, though, 
the article then goes on to explain this entire like sort of uh narrative that cardano has it's just like it's just been like lofting in the in, in the ethos that cardano is somehow a scam and it doesn't have a layer one it's like look man i use the layer one like every day like <laughs> it it has a layer one for anybody that doesn't believe me you can go and see some of my videos where I'm using the layer one. You could use the layer one. In fact, Cardano has layer twos. So there's some statistics that would be pretty eye-opening for some people. Number one is we have 3,307 Plutus scripts deployed. Uh, another big one is the projects building, obviously. 1,113 projects building on Cardano. 50.4 million uh, total number of transactions. We have 62,000 token policies. So it's kind of like that. And then currently we have 100 projects launched on Cardano. A lot of them are in the Wings Radio launch. So, you know, there's stats and then there's narratives. Pavia Ross says, Basra, uh, Pavi, uh, Pavi Ross, Pavi Ross, Captain Pavi Ross says, another great call with J Crypto this morning. Some exciting things are coming. Always great to hear feedback from such an incredible community member. Thank you, Pavi Ross. I appreciate that. Even though times are tough right now, we are still here, still building, still pushing. And that they are. I did have a call. And I think what we're going to do is set up a few announcers for the Pavio Live event. So uh, there's been a couple of people, including myself, that will be basically announcers of the event. So we'll be able to sit down with Pavi Ross during the event. He'll be probably, we'll get one of us to show the screen. It'll probably be Pavi Ross because it'll be fun to just like, uh, have him show us some like secret places, right? And we'll be asking him questions is what it looks like. And we'll try to get it posted in a few different places. So just wanted to say that that's kind of what we're working on. That's what that call was about. Because uh, not yet have we seen Poppy Ross with the community being able to just like get a few, you know, interviewers to just like ask some questions and the live event will be going. It'll be an awesome thing. It'll be fun. And I do know that um, Pavia is actually, you know, one, they're about to do their live event. So it's coming up pretty soon. Now, again, I'll remind people now because there might be some people that are uh, a little bit, if you haven't heard this before. So there was a podcast where Paul and Ross talked. So a few things to remember. This is just like the live event. It's kind of like a test event because they want to show off one district, but they also want to test a lot of things before they roll out a lot of the features like speech uh, in the world. They want to test kind of multiplayer, multiple people in the same environment before they roll out speech. They have speech already done, but it wasn't something that they equipped for the test event. They also, what else are they not doing yet? I think that was the big one, but they did ask and they have speech already integrated with the platform. It's just, they they aren't gonna do it for this event. There was uh, another thing that was important. 
I think uh, the biggest thing was to set expectations that this is a test event. So there might be some, there might be some bugs, there might be some things going on. But when they froze code a few weeks ago, what that meant is they froze exactly where they were. They weren't going to change anything to try to make it pretty or fancy. They wanted to show us exactly where they were with their first district. Let us test the boundaries of it get that feedback to build and iterate for the next kind of event, the next live event. And then they'll probably be continuing to do that. So when they freeze code, it was just because they had on their roadmap this date of doing a live event and having people kind of test out the platform and kind of beta test. So that way they could get some feedback of it. So that's what I think they're going to continue to do. And as we give feedback to them, they're probably going to listen to suggestions and obviously fix bugs and stuff, and then continue to build and move forward. I'm really excited that they're taking this uh, avenue because at least we are going to kind of start the journey of hopping on with Pavia and really seeing where they're at and be part of the journey and experience and give them feedback over time as they build. So it's it's kind of the start of a of a longer journey for the platform. And I think it's it's a big um it's like a big, you know, check check mark because they're turning it over to the community and letting us kind of see what they have. They're exposing what they got going on under the hood. They're letting us test it out for a ride. So welcome back to a Feature of a sponsor segment of the day. These we love to do. So today's feature of a sponsor of the channel is going to be the Chippy Dango Marketplace because it's the little things, folks. It's the simple things. Now, this is not financial advice to get in and buy something in Chippy Dango Heroes. It's just a feature that I think is actually really worth noting, especially for other projects that are maybe building in the Cardano space. But because Chibi Dango is our sponsor today, I do want to make note that these Chibi Dangos are actually looking, I mean, you could get a Chibi Dango now for $12. <laughs> I think we're getting to a more reasonable place where these gaming assets are starting to make a lot more sense monetarily. However, Chibi Dango Heroes, I mean, geez, the, the ADA price has stayed absolutely steady at around 40 ADA. One of the features for today's quick segment, though, is the ability to see not only how many summons have been done with your chibi, but also how many DGEMs your chibi has to harvest. So if you don't know, if you have one chibi dango, then you can just claim the DGEM tokens on their claiming portal by going to inventory. But what a marketplace like JPEG Store doesn't show you is how many DGEM tokens a chibi actually has stored up. So if you're really trying to get a lot of, you know, DGM tokens that haven't been claimed, you can also just, when you buy a Chibi, look directly on the marketplace. There's actually a lot more traits that show up on the Chibi Dango marketplace that don't on JPEG store. So that's the, that's the uh, sponsored feature of the day. And we will get back to the show. Thanks for watching. It should be really fun. Speaking of Pavia, one of the most fav famous Pavia builders uh, known as Mom by the community, uh, made this incredible asset. Look at this. It's like a healthcare facility, <laughs> medical healthcare center to be deployed in Pavia where doctors, nurses, physicians, and all sorts of health-related topics can be discussed and live-streamed inside the metaverse. 
What was really great about this is when I saw this, I heard the jingle that you hear when you listen to the Pokemon Center. When your Pokemon are all beat up because you lost a battle or maybe you just fought a gym trainer. Like that. Like that's what I think about when I think about this, because when we have POVs and we go, we're going to, you know, battle it out with POVs, right? Oh, and that's another thing. We're probably going to maybe see, maybe we'll see like a pov we might see we're we're not gonna see like anything um that i know of at least it sounds like that will be like a catching mechanism for pobs yet but that's coming obviously we might see like a pov which is cool i'm really excited i think they're doing this right but yeah i think when we have uh the full version and we're we have our pobs and we're battling out there maybe we take them to this uh kind of pob center and heal them up a little bit all right, folks, that's it for today's episode. Obviously, it's just exciting to watch these projects build, watch these builders build, all these different things going on. And like always, just remember, this is just an enthusiasm show. This is not an investing show. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm truly just passionate about the space. I truly want to see where it goes in the future. And I think at this point in my YouTube career, I just want to make that really clear because it kind of, uh, for me, it's fun because this is innovative tech. This is a chance to see a movement of innovative tech grow and get context on it. And I think it's cool to be part of these projects and communities. So I hope you feel the same way. And please do not take anything that I say as financial advice. And I hope you have an incredible rest of your weekend and I will see you soon. Take care.